suicide should be brought right out in the open and people should talk about it more uh, and, and, and address the issue front on. Tūra Marama is about hope and it's about the potential of the child. How do we support the child to have protective factors around them such as their language, such as you know their own waiata or their songs, um, haka, and, and that's what we're, we're hoping to achieve from the conference. As we get busy in our daily lives we can lose touch with what we need to nurture ourselves mentally, physically and spiritually. We need to understand that our life journeys are about a return to love, to find a place of peace and a place of belonging to ourselves. Ko te piko o te mahuri, tērā te tipu o te rākau. A sapling that is nurtured will grow into a strong tree. Suicide. It's an issue that for many in the Māori community is not talked about. But more and more Māori are coming out. Mai te korowai o te pō ki te ao mārama, from darkness to light, to talk about suicide, the impact it has upon families, iwi, hapu, marae and communities. In this two-part series, Te Ahuru Mōwai, the impact that suicide has in the Māori community, we shine a light on the issue with a focus on prevention. We hear discussion about what needs to change and how to work collectively with the aim of decreasing suicide rates amongst Māori. That's the outcome, is to find solutions for our own regions so that Māori stand up and they look at their own strategies to, to fight this um, I guess what they we call ngangara or this disease. Te runanga o Ngāti Pikiao project manager, Michael Naira. Tūra Marama is about hope and it's about the potential of the child. How do we support the child to, to have protective factors around them, such as their language, such as you know their own waiata or their songs, um, haka, and, and that's what we're, we're hoping to achieve from the conference. Um, yeah. and then to have the big hitters here like T- Dame Tariana, like Nada Glavish, like Moana Jackson, Mike King, um, it's, it's so special because these are guys are the movers and shakers in the industry and they move regions to, to make change. Tūramarama Kiteora, a national suicide prevention conference in Rotorua, was hosted by Terunanga Ongati Pikiao and attended by academics, mental health and social workers, and Māori who confront this issue as part of their work or community. I'd just like to welcome everyone and endorse our kaumātua uh, for welcoming you guys here today. Uh, greetings from us, from Ngati Pikiao and from Terunanga Ongati Pikiao. My name is Michael Naira and I'm your MC for the next three days. And um, I actually Googled MC and I said, What does MC do? And they said, Never tell them you're nervous. Do I look nervous? No. So um, I just wanted to provide a bit of a background to the hui around Tūra Marama. I'd uh, just like to make special mention of Maui, Maui Tapau uh, for his idea of looking at Tūra Marama. And Tūra Marama is a concept as opposed to looking at uh, mate as a lot of organisations, a lot of people are doing at the moment is looking at mate. We wanted to change it to hope and looking at the potential of the child from conception through to pakeke, through to adulthood. And so we approached our, our board who are made up of all the marae o Ngāti Pikiao and they supported the concept and here we are today. According to Ministry of Health Statistics, in 2012, a total of 120 Māori died of suicide. Since 2003, the rate of suicide amongst Māori is 1.2 times higher than non-Māori. The Tūramarama Conference featured keynote speakers who presented their views about reconnecting to the identity, to whānau, iwi and hapu, in the hope of overcoming difficulties in life. 
Māori mental health advocate and consultant Moi Milne is based in Te Taitokerau, the far north of the North Island. She has long campaigned for Te Reo Māori, mental, health, social and addiction issues that affect Māori. In 1988, she taught the reo, and since the year 2000, she has largely worked as a consultant. During the pōhiri at Tangatarua Marae at the Waiariki Institute of Technology in Rotorua, she referred to the whakatauki, or the proverbial saying that reflects the kaupapa, or theme, of the conference. Ko te piko o te mahuri tērā te tupu o te rākau. Tērā te tupu o te rākau. One of the things that we've done, and for some, because because what I'm going to do, and you might find it a little bit um, challenging, is actually say we've got to stop what we're doing. We've got to stop all this nonsense that we're doing. We've got to go back to Te Māori, Te Orai Tātou. Because you know what? We've been doing this stuff. I actually registered in 1974, so I've been around a long time trying to do what all the experts say is the right thing to do. And I go to a hui like this, noho mai ana te hunga i runga tōna, uh, tangi tonu mō tōna whānau, and I think, what have we done in the last 30 or 40 years? The hardest thing for us to do is stop doing that which is wrong and take up doing that which is right. One of the things for te piko o te mahuri, tērā te tupu o te rākau, we changed it. We actually changed it to reflect what we wanted to do. Ko ngā whakatauki, ngā jewels of wisdom. Ko ngā whakatauki, um, ngā pau, or the signposts along the way to Oranga, if we, we, if we so choose. And we changed that whakatauki, we use that whakatauki too. But we actually changed it to manaki te ate mahuri, he tupuna kei roto. Take care of the sapling tree. Actually nurture it, wai wai etia, nurture the tree because in that tree is the potential tupuna of the future. We have learned to treat them in a way that's different or that is outside of our whānau structure. So many years ago, I was with, uh, with um, Kerry Tiaho Lawson in the writing of that paper, uh, or Kia Piki Tamariki, and one of the things that I couldn't actually get a handle on, that's all about community, it's a very good paper, it's all about community development. What I couldn't get a handle on is, why were we actually talking about our young people and our children outside of our whanau? Outside of our whanau, why were we doing a focus? Why were we siloing them off? It's a kurato kotato. And, and so much so to the point, I ran a few of these um, suicide preventers we are up in Taitokaro, and one of them, um, we took our kids, all our Matawaya kids. Mohio Nei Te Māori, actually are very eager to express their opinions. I don't know where that came from, but you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> we took them, took them on our hui with us, and, and they, in the middle of our hui, stood up and walked out on us. There were five of them. Right. And they managed to get one of our nurses to take them home. So when we got home, we had a big wananga and said to them, why did you walk out on our hui? Their response was, why should we always be the ones who, um, you're, you're separating us off. And we said, what do you mean you separate? we're separating you off? The, um, and their response was, you make a big deal about young people, and actually, is the problem young people? <laughs> and what the heck are you fast doing? Where do we fit in amongst all of this? So where do we, young people, who don't do drug, sex, and rock and roll, fit also in this whole picture? And that was a good question. That was actually a good question, because here we think whānau, ora, and all the, all the um, cliched um, korero that we're now talking to, but we were doing exactly the same as what Parkers are doing. Talking about children and young people, talking about suicide as if it's something outside of us. And, and let me tell you just about the hui. The reason, um, and I was actually, I don't know where I was working at the time, but I got really, really hoha of doing the same old, same old and not having much success. 
you know, you do the collaborations, you do the colluding, you do everything that you can to get the resource into our whānau to be supportive and still you still it's not enough. So I asked a few people who were mostly Kaumatua, mostly Tohunga, um, and other few interested people um, about this journey. I said, I said, let's call the Hui Healing the Abused. It was the most soul, soul searching Hui that I've ever been part of. Where does sorrow go? What happens to sorrow? I recently was talking to not a young man, in fact, I think he might have been older than me, who talked about the sorrow he had in his heart was so great, he committed hai hai i tanakiri. And some of you, all of us, got a haka somewhere that talks about how when you're so bereft, either of your whenua or of your whānau or of your loved ones, how the first thing you would do is self-harm. Do you think there might be sad people? Do you think they might be in sorrow? And they've got nowhere to go? And what are we doing about it? How do we, because it takes courage to take these um, difficult things back into your whanau, given that a lot of the structures of our whanau are a bit shaky right now. Because we've been led to believe that there's no value in that. And let me tell you, when we had a niece who was threatening to commit suicide, we, I called a whānau hui, because I don't know what else to do but call a whānau hui. The next thing we actually did, because I thought of, you know that, that, um, that picture of mai ngā tūpuna, heke mai kiakwe and mai yakwe ka putano te whakapapa? I actually thought, we need to tell her what would happen to our whakapapa if she weren't in it. So we went down all our whānau, and there was a few of us, including the babies, to tell her what would happen to us. What would happen to me if she wasn't there? What would happen to my mokopunas if she wasn't there? What would happen to her brothers and sisters? And they had to say what it was for them. I didn't know if that was a good thing, a bad thing, or otherwise, but I really wanted her to know that she was precious to us, that she belonged to this whānau, and this whānau will do anything that it takes, as we, as we all do, to make it a place for her um, to function in, to thrive in, to live in. Jamie Downs hails from Taumaru Nui, located in the King Country in the Ruapehu District in Manawatu, Whanganui region. According to the 2013 census, there is under 3,000 people living in Taumaru Nui Central. Jamie has had his fair share of ups and downs, sparked physically when he began to go blind in both eyes. He became depressed and subsequently gained a lot of weight. But with the help of his family, who rallied around him, he pushed through the depression. He told his story through social media and began to get well. <laughs> Um, from Aotearoa Paparangi and Tuwharetoa, it's an honour to be here, standing here. Um, I don't think I sat down the back just in tears, um, just because of the kopapa. It's just so heavy. And Auntie sitting there talking about telling a story. In 2010, um, I decided at 174 kilos that I'd start to tell my story on social media, and I was depressed, suicidal, and sitting there ready to take all of these pills and end my life. Um, and something happened to me, um, I call it a, a divine intervention. And I decided on my journey and I started to tell it through social media. Uh, long story short was uh, I lost 74 kilos and then I got a phone call from Fire Tariana Turia to ask what we were doing in our community to help bring life to the people that needed it the most. What started off as a transformation program just to help people lose weight. And it's the old pub. We've created a place called the Breakthrough Wellness Centre. Um, literally that my dad got abandoned outside when he was little 55 years ago while his parents were drinking. Now, 55 years later, we've turned that same pub into a wellness centre. That is a place where we're creating life for our people. 
of all ages, of all races. Um, for me, it's just all about aroha, showing the people that come through those doors. Uh, everyone is an individual and everyone is dealing with something different. Some might be drugs, some might be alcohol, some might be weight. The whole thing, when Whaiatariana said, what are you doing? I said, well, all we're doing is helping people go from addiction and going from where they're at, because I was there, to now helping others. Now, with what we have in Tomaranui with um, the Breakthrough Wellness Centre, it is primarily physical education and educating our whānau around the importance of physically being there. Um, <clears throat> and from it now, it's just grown into all of this all of this opportunity that we've got to now work with um, Komatua who come in on a regular basis. I was talking to my koro yesterday and he was saying that he has to come in to get it out of what's going on in his head. So the way that we do it is we sit there and they talk about it, have a little bit of physical education. We're also working with um, young, young men, um, 12 young men that have been kicked out of school. Now they're on this building course and so they come in and now and we're talking. So right at the start they've got to talk. Then we do a little bit of exercise and they've got to talk again. For me, um, it's so important to tell, tell, tell your story. On that story at the end, um, I think it's, I can't remember who done it, John Campbell or one of them, said don't go and put on all the weight. <laughs> and to be honest, I did put on a little bit more of the weight. And the reason why is because I put my story on hold in order to help people tell their story. And I just want to share one thing before I, um, before I finish. Last night, because um, it's been a real struggle. It's been a real, real struggle. I've probably put on maybe 18 kilos um, over the last two and a half, three months because of stress. Um, because you're dealing with so many emotions of people that come in. And <clears throat> for me, I was just about to give up last week and I had uh, one of the guys that comes into the centre ring me up and he wanted to talk and I was like, oh, last thing I want to do is talk right now, it's half past eight at night. I went to talk with him and he said, I've got this piece of paper from my, from my pain specialist and for 17 years I've been going through pain um, because of an operation that he had and my pain specialist has got a report to say how the positive effect of what you've created, this is a Pākehā guy, of what you've created within the centre for me has done to help me rehabilitate myself because of the aroha that is here in this place. And I'm sitting there going, what the... And he turns around and he's, I said, he asked me a question, how have you been? I said, bro, I've been at a stage where I just wanted to end, end it all, shut the doors. You know, shut the doors, I can't, I can't handle this. The, you know, all of, all of the stuff that's going on, the stress, I, I should have just kept to my own. And he turned around and he said, the day that I came into the centre, it was hope because I knew what your family was like. And I was like, oh really? He said, because I was going to commit suicide that very day. And my heart just dropped. So, um, yeah, I, yeah, I just... Yeah, I just really believe that it's yeah, a time that we love and um, continue to just love on whoever we're around. So, kia ora. Kia ora, Jamie Downs, who set up the wellness centre in Taumarunui. Jamie continues to lose the weight he gained. For him, it is a daily process. He mentioned that he worked with Faya Tariana Turia, the former co-leader of the Māori Party, who was the force behind Fano Ora, the health initiative that encompasses Māori values with a prime focus of Fano support to effect change. 
Dame Tariana Turia, who is of Nauru, Natiapa and Tuwharetua descent, was a list MP for the Labour Party before standing in the Te Taihawauru electorate and establishing the Māori Party in 2004. Even though she retired from Parliament last year, she is still called upon to provide her perspective. She reflects on the words in a Tahitian song called Te Tama Taiohi. The words were, the birds are singing in the sky to you, the child of the land. You are like a star in the sky, lighting up my life. I miss you in my thoughts every day. You're the foundation of my life that remains in my heart. All the happiness to you, child, my Polynesian child. So this hui tu ramarama ki te ora is our chance to sing our songs, to reflect those stars above who remain ever-present in our memories, our tears and our never-ending love. The question is, how do we teach our tamariki strategies for survival, the techniques of optimism that can insulate them from harm? Wakahaurua, the National Māori Community Suicide Prevention Programme, relies on the concept of rārangi hia te taurā uri tangata, to weave whānau together in such a way that they can weather the harshest storms. Our whānau creates spaces to protect their most vulnerable by drawing on the karakia, kawa and kaupapa that keep them strong. Those kaupapa, which include whanaunga tanga, manaki tanga, kōta itanga and wairua tanga, are absolutely essential in building resilience, in fortifying our identity and reinforcing our connections to one another. The concept of resilience has come into its own as being something that we desire, and it comes in many shades. Remember when our babies got a fright and we hugged them close until that sobbing hotu-hotu cry gave way to a smile. Or when our toddlers fell over and their grazed knee could only be healed with magic water and a kiss from their mama. The sense of physical connection to go to our loved ones in times of turmoil is even more important for our adolescents and adults, who nowadays get linked by Facebook or the constant menu of tweets, of Snapchats or texts. While social media can have its advantages, if it provides a platform for discussion that some might find too difficult to do face-to-face, like anything, it is best used in moderation. We must never lose sight of the importance of physical healing through being present, Atinana, to support someone at those times of sadness or stress. Resilience is also a spiritual strength, a source of sustenance that comes from beyond. In this sense, I have been thinking about our words and the wairua that comes with them. Take, for example, mana tangata, mana whenua, tangata whenua. I am always puzzled when people interpret mana whenua as meaning the local people, like signposts at the borders of a property. The way I was brought up, mana whenua was associated with women in the circle of life. It is the relationship between our placenta, our whenua, going back into our Mother Earth, nurturing her and returning back to the people through hua whenua, through hua rākau. The power of the whenua is circular. It is a mutually reinforcing relationship. From where I come from, we say ko te awa, ko te awa ko We are one and the same. That spiritual connection we have as tangata whenua is reflected in Hini Morehu's beautiful story, The Tree of Life, in which a mum shares her journey with grief that is cut into the tree of life for her whanau. With every branch that that falls, we need to find the source of sustenance that allows the other branches to grow back, to thrive and become a sturdy foundation for new buds to bloom. And that is where we come back to the focus on healing, on hope and on kaupapa. I called the presentation Let Hope Not Hurt Form Our Future 
Just as we trample the house when a loved one has died, we need to trample the land to reconnect with our wakapapa, whenua, te reo and wairua to feel the land under our feet. That is what it means to be truly grounded, to awaken the life essence of our whānau by connecting back to where we come from. It's about wakahoho Māori, revitalising the sense of mana, of the protection of wairua, the joy and awe that comes with te ihi, te wehi, te wana. It is about wānau ora. I don't want to pretend that, it's always, that it always happens easily because we know that that's not true. I know from my own cousins that they have never recovered from wakamōmori that occurred within our mid-17 years ago. It is complex, and the reasons behind suicide are complicated beyond belief. Whether we admit it or not, that sense of being rangirua in two minds is very difficult to understand or accept. But I truly believe that courage can be contagious. We can learn to sail in high winds, to have faith that the sun will shine again. And finally, I want to mihi to the warriors of the human spirit that have gathered at this hui today. I see many friends here, those who have inspired the creation of Te Waka Uru Ora, who are part of Te Waka Haurua, the workforce for Kaupiki Te Ora. There are others of you who have been writing, thinking, researching and studying the phenomenon of suicide to help us with new ideas about suicide prevention. And there are Wano members, youth activists, champions of change, who live and breathe Wano order in your homes, your marae and your community. I couldn't help but think when Phyllis was talking about Tururu looking for the strategy, the key to this issue. And the strategy is Wano order. That is the strategy that we should all be looking to to help to guide us forward into our future because it is about restoring that self-belief within whānau that they can do and they can be. It's about believing in the essence of who they are, about knowing that they can have the future that they desire, desire by being well prepared for it. Our job is to build their capacity and capability so that they can do, so that they can be. Each of you inspires me to keep my hopes high for the world that we are creating, a world where our whānau are nurtured to be strong and secure, where our rangatahi are excited about the possibilities ahead of them, where our parents are comfortable with risk and competent in crisis. Keep our connections strong. Wrap loving arms around those who are hurting, and most of all, let us find a million ways to inspire hope and rebuild happiness in all of our lives. Kia koutou te arawa waka, te arawa tangata, me o koutou whānau hapua niwi, tēnā koutou katoa. reconnecting to your identity link into suicide prevention. For two young mums, Kia Pikiteora project leader Te Pai Fitzel and Trisha Emile, an early childhood specialist, it was about connecting the dots and finding out your whakapapa, your genealogy, and your tūranga waiwai, your standing place or marae. Kei te tū to stand naked not without clothing but without identity. We were naked without our kōrawai of knowing who we were in te ao Māori. 
for us, that was how our journey started. Ko te rawa te waka, ko nunga taha te maunga, ko waisati te awa, ko waisati te marae, ko ngarana nui te hapu, ko te arawa te iwi, ko Wayne Fitzau tōku huarangatira, ko hapa, rātou ko tīpane, ko Whirinaki, ko Mikaere, ko Wipaya, ko Winniata Tuariki, āku tamariki, ko rakoutou. So this is a little bit about my journey. Um, and Trish will also share some of her kōrero. Our journeys are very different, but also very similar. We've been brought together, um, not only by our te arawa whakapapa, but our common yearning to need to know who we are, and that started at different stages in our lives. So this photo, this is my papa, me, um, my papa and my brother. And we grew up in Ahitereiria, in Australia, in the big city of Sydney, in um, Surrey Hills. So this was our playground growing up. Um, but far, far away from, from Marae, from Whenua, from our whānau, and that was something that we longed for when we were growing up. We longed for cousins, we longed for our aunties and uncles, and we longed for, uh, for the warm embrace of our, of our karaui and queer. My dad's still in Australia today, and I guess growing up, um, as far as identity as Māori went, all that we knew of being Māori was um, what he told us of being being beaten at school for speaking his real, and, and having, um, having his, you know, going through life growing up at the age of, of my tamariki, he would have been the age of my son Tipene, about um, eight, nine years old. And he went, he went to a school where he was forbidden to speak his own language, and I can't even imagine what that would be like today, you know, to be, to, to be born into this, you know, beautiful home where your parents speak te reo Māori, and then you get sent to school and the teachers tell you that you can't speak that language, you know, that you can't sing waiata in your own language. That was a huge thing, impact, had a huge impact on us growing up because, you know, we didn't have any other way to, to relate to being Māori apart from that. And then we started to, I guess we got, we sort of got taught that being Māori was also getting on the piss it was also um, getting stoned. Being Māori was being tough and being violent and it was about men having control in the whare. So that's what we, you know, we began to form an, a picture of an identity as Māori through that lens. And with no other, nothing else to relate Māori to, that was, you know, we started to look at ourselves and think, far out, is that what our people do? Is that what we're like? Silence was a huge thing in our whare. You know, we kept, we kept our silence about what, what went on in our home. We kept this, our silence about, um, about many things, about the drugs, about, about the violence. And we kept our silence um, so bad that it took a huge toll on my whanau, and it, especially on my older brother, who had a um, serious attempt at taking his own life when he was young. From, from what my dad had experienced and how that sort of filtered down into me and my brothers, that was huge. And just the way to deal with it was just to, you know, just carry on, don't, you know, we didn't know any different. We could, mum's on the corner of the bed begging, please stop hurting me. Babies, don't look it, turn away. Get yourself to safety Young Christ said, what are you doing? My mama's done nothing wrong Frightened to silence Then leave what you've done Burnt bruises and scars never gone For me, I think Tasha Emile Identity is one factor And a lot of factors That, um that contribute to the breakdown of our people, their hiningaro, their wairua, um, their tinana. And for me, being, this, is a, this photo here is a picture of me and my mother in my um, grandparents' kitchen, and this was a common scene in most whanos in the 80s. It definitely wasn't ours. You know, when we're born, we're born, we're born with our own mohi o tanga. We're straight from the source, and then we get born into this, and we lose 
we lose that. And um, I'm not saying that, I'm not thing at my whanau because I think that they didn't have any identity either and um, and they were doing the best that they could and um, yeah so this I was I'm the oldest moko of my of my mother's whanau and a lot of my childhood pictures look like this and um, and I think for me it just made me it makes me now want to um, to change that for my children or I have been working at that well, as we were saying, to Tahangarato, standing naked, not without clothing, but without identity. And sometimes we use things like drugs and alcohol to cover this nakedness, and I sure did. And um, being a single mother, you know, going through depression, anxiety, thoughts of um, suicide, even, you know, when you get to that point in your life, um, the only way you can go is up, and that's that's what I did for my babies. Um, when I started learning my pepeha, um, just pepeha, that made me, it made me see myself in a different light, like I was the living embodiment of my whakapapa. Ko te aroa te waka, ko whakapaukākau te bainga, ko waingaihi te awa, ko rotorua nui a kahumata momoe te moana, ko ōwhata te marae, Ko Ngatiro Terangi Tehapu, Ko Arian Rato, Ko Jasmine, Ko Ahiarangi, uh, Akutamiriki, Ko Chusha Imealaho. Te Pai, you have seven tamariki? Six. Six, six tamariki is in a husband. Tokaha hoki. So we talked about it starts. In the womb, really? Is this something that you believe? Oh, definitely, definitely. I think, you know, that there's been so much focus um, in, in the mental health sector and, and in the health sector in general on um, in, intervening, um, you know, with our rangatahi and intervening um, with, with us as parents and improving our parenting. And, and really, we can start, you know, when our pipis are first, are first created, when they first enter the world, that's where um, suicide prevention can start and when we can start to build resilience and strengthen our whānau and tamariki. No matter how positive it might be in the home and with parenting, there's still those outside influences on our kids, eh? Is it about coping mechanisms as well? Oh, oh definitely, no doubt. So it's about um, not only building a strong foundation um, for, for our tamariki and whanau as they grow up, but also ensuring that they're resilient, that they can cope, that they have fa a good whanau support around them to, to get through life as best they can. Tūramarama ki te ora is about casting a light upon the issue of suicide prevention. The academics, doctors, health workers had travelled from all over the country to attend the two-day conference. Many who had gathered there knew each other really well. It is a tight-knit community. Social services, community services, midi-midi and romi-romi or traditional Māori massage areas were also set up. During the conference, a waka-ama canoe was parked directly in front of the hotel, much to many tourists' curiosity, courtesy of Aotearoa Waka experience. So what's the connection between suicide prevention and hoi waka? Perhaps their business motto, toi toi manawa, to motivate, encourage, evoke and inspire, has a lot to do with the theme. Te whakapanaka i te pae manga, te waingahe te awa, roturua nui a kahumata momo i te moana o whata te marae, um, te roro te rangi, te hapu, te arata iwi, te arata waka, ko wana rahurahu tōku ingo. Waka, uh, Aotearoa Waka Experience, what is your, your role and your mahi? Okay, my role is a navigator. Um, I'm a navigator in the sense of I'm a director of the business along with my wife. Um, we don't go with the words of um, directors or CEOs. We just like to keep it as a simple kaupapa, which is um, creating a Māori business where we can um, explore um, our passions, which is to bring waka tangata or nā waka to all people of Aotearoa and the world. Mm, kia ora. Yeah. So, I mean, waka ama is a sport that is, of course, associated with, um, you know, tinana, physical well-being. How does this and what you do tie into this heavy kaupapa of suicide prevention? It's about um, creating a, 
a vessel that or resources that allow people to express themselves. It's like anything, this is a very deep kaupapa and along with a lot of people here I've been, um, how can I say, I've had peop- uh, family that have been affected and have taken their lives. So part of that, of this kaupapa is it's quite deep with me. Um, quite personal. And, yes, very personal. Uh, losing a brother to a suicide. With the kaupapa, it's, we relate it, our vessel as a resource to help people um, break down barriers. And it's like anything, when, when you're talking to a counsellor or someone that you need to approach, and the kaupapa here, it's, they're talking about family. If you can express and um, discuss your, what's going on in your life, um, it will allow you to, to be really close to, to the, what's dear to you. I liken it to peeling back the layers, and the waka is sort of like that as well. It, it, if you get into the waka, um, you get to see the whole order of the person. And the key thing for me is once you start doing that, then you start building trust in all those values that Māori have, minākitanga, um, afi, all those amazing values that we really get into. Those are the things that we do with our waka. Because it's like anything within the waka, uh, our fatuariki, they're the the very first part that approaches you in terms of the spiritual. And then as you're approaching the hara of life, it comes through the the waka and it comes through your um, rauawa, where your whakapapa is. And then it's cleansed. And as it comes up through the taurapa, it comes up into the spiritual realm or the top knot of the taurapa, and then it's then filtered down through the puhiriri. And at that point, that's when it's um, allowed to go through through the waka and back out. And if we can liken that to our our waka, our body as a um, vessel, vessel, we can see that. What's coming at us in life are many things, but if we take what we have in terms of our tūpuna, who are behind us, um, our family that are standing there with us, you know, we can take on anything. And that's amazing co-op about waka. That's why I'm so passionate about it. So, Warner, um, you know, you've, you've, you've just, you know, revealed something very personal to yourself, and that's you lost your brother. You know, that's something that uh, more Māori are talking more about them, but obviously the people who are directly affected, it's hard to sort of know those stories. So were there any warning signs? Well, there was. There was always um, warning signs. Um, what did people watch out for, I'm saying? Um, what had happened was he was a whāngai brother, and... and we can say whāngai, but in Māori, we're blood, you know, the brothers, cousins, whatever. But um, he came from a abused background, and it was really hard for him to get through that. But the amazing thing was that um, if he had spoken to the family, you know, because there's all this stigma that you don't talk about this, and one thing about males is we don't talk about it, you know, and we... We get so caught up in life, having to prefer, um, to earn money for our families, and and we, you know, we struggle being a dad, we struggle being a husband, we struggle being just an individual, and yet we don't have that outlet. You know, we look to our mates, and we have to be tough. We look to our fathers, we have to be tough, and the reality is that um, we don't have that avenue, and it's. This kaupapa is awesome because it is about being able to talk with each other, being able to express what goes on. It doesn't mean we're weak. It doesn't mean that we're soft at all. You know, it just means that we're in touch with with our feminine side and our masculine side. We have that balance. How do you, like, if there are Māori men, women, well, whoever they are, listening to our kōrero right now, you know, and, they go, and they're going through those feelings of maybe depression and anxiety, what would your advice be to them? Um, Understanding that, of course, you're not a physician yeah, and a doctor yeah, yeah. And, a, and a psychologist, just from your experience. 
Yeah, I definitely am no physician and expert at it. But what I've learnt from life is that um, if you open up your heart and not be afraid to discuss things um, and really find the true you, you know, and it it's a long journey. I'm 52, and it's taken me this long to figure out, you know, and that came from my mukos, you know, that, that you must become... Um, you must be emotional enough to be brave enough to say, hey, look, there are weaknesses that I have. And the reality is that if I start facing those weaknesses, or not weaknesses, learning experiences, then um, you will become a better person. And that, I guess, is the biggest thing, is to openly talk to someone um, and break down the barriers of or pull back the layers of that onion and really find out um, what makes you tick. That's coming from an old part like myself, okay? <laughs> and of course we'll have the links to all the Lifeline and um, organisations where you can get help on our website, radionz.co.nz. What does it feel like paddling in the middle of a, the local lakes here or the ocean and how that benefits your heningaro and your wairua? Okay, well, it takes a lot to get up, especially in the winter months, to do the preparation and stuff. But if you have a passion for it, it's that it's really easy. Um, for the henna naro, it's it's for me, it's great. In the summertime, when I'm paddling along the um, lake and I'm listening to the the birds, the cicada, oh, it's just. It brings me at peace, and because I'm a water person, I'm I'm more natural and feel more relaxed on it. So all the hassles of chasing money, um, creating work, and all those things, they just melt away. And the the waves and the sound of the waves against the waka just midi-midis me. Kia ora, Wona Rahurahu, navigator at Aotearoa Waka Experience. If you or anyone you know is suffering from depression, you can help by contacting any of the following Lifeline on 0800 543 354, WhatsApp on 0800 942 8787, or you can go to depression.org.nz. We'll also have the links on our webpage, radionz.co.nz forward slash tiahika. Also, make sure to just talk to someone you trust, your whānau. Next week, we continue the series Te Ahuru Mōwai, the impact that suicide has upon the Māori community. I'm with Suicide Prevention Coordinator for Kia Piki Te Ora, Irene Walker, Life Coach and Meridian Kinesiologist Maui Te Pau shares his perspective about suicide prevention, Nader Glavish talks about getting back to aroha, Wuti Ashby and Komatua Dr Hawata Palmer talk about kawa and tikanga. There's been a certain stigma attached to tikanga, uh, tangihanga, and suicide, and and I I have I have a total disagreement with that, because uh, my statement said they are still dead and they are still ours, and that's and that's all that matters in my view. You are you're just a ball of energy, literally, but it's shaped in is this? physical form. Yeah. So when something's off, so you have a physical ailment. Some, um, we were told that uh, that's basically because there's an energy blockage. So you just got to work that out. But in order to do that, you have to align the body. Once you assist the body and get it back on alignment, then basically you're, you're, you're away. But in that, also saying that, you know, mean there's also tōtā wairua, uh, tōtā nākau, eh, the emotional... So where's all that in you? Well, if you ask me where the emotion is in you, and I'll tell you, it's in your liver. So when you can detox the liver and start mm. helping the liver, you're, you're on the way of helping uh, yourself in an emotional sense because everything's interconnected because that's how energy moves, or more so our way you need. For our people today, we must open up pathways to love and light, te marama. This has to be tangible and practical. As we get busy in our daily lives, we can lose touch with what we need to nurture ourselves, mentally, physically, 
and spiritually. We need to understand that our life journeys are about a return to love. E aku nui i aku rahi, he mihi tēnei kia koutou, ko koutou e whakarongo pīkari ana ki te kaupapa hōhonu a te pōnei. You can follow us on Facebook or on Twitter at rnz underscore tiahika or feel free to email tiahika at radionz.co.nz. Join me next Sunday just after the 6 o'clock evening news. I'm Justine Murray, Modi Tsu, Modi Ora. Just thing I do, sweet sound, may you never see.